2022, new year, new you. You got plans? I don't know. But there's one thing I do know. When it comes to dream destinations, not a lot of people think about this place in particular. <laughs> Prison. I- Dream destinations? It's not one of them. Okay. Right? But okay. if you are talking about prison, have you ever wondered about how life in a prison in Malaysia is like? You probably haven't. No. Not really. No. Well, today we get inside and a look into the systems of our country's prisons and the realities uh, with our guest today on this episode of the Tabletop Podcast. Let's go. <laughs> Hey, that's crazy. That's a crazy opening. Like, you just start off Chuti Chuti Malaysia. Have you heard about this, though? <laughs> Nobody's thought yes. about it. And that's why we're doing today's podcast. Welcome oh, back hey. to the Tabletop Podcast. It's your boys, the Mings. Oh, my uh, God. We've got two very, very special guests with us today. Very. And before we tell you a bit more about their stories, we're going to do a very surface-level introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to spend too much time talking about ourselves because, whoo, boy, we've got a... No, oh. we've got a big one for you guys. Oh. Uh, let's start, ladies first. Hi, Hello. who you? What, what you do? Hey, uh, my name is Nafaliana. Uh-huh. I'm a producer. Nice, yes. nice. And oh. we got Ian Yu. Hello, uh, Ian. <laughs> almost forgot. Almost yes, forgot. Yeah, I had to think about it for a second. Oh my god. Uh, I'm an investigative journalist and documentary producer. Oh, you so definitely seen it. Yeah, 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 you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, I love it. I love it, guys. Today we've got some. Uh, Big stories to talk about, uh, but we are realistically, uh, I'm not going to hide it. Mm. We're talking about the prison system in Malaysia and what goes on uh, behind what you think you know about prison in Malaysia. One of those rare episodes that we actually have a purpose to talk about something. Yeah, and you, like this Before, is this is something yeah, we just, can't just go in talking about like, no, with, with no, like, no resource, right? No. So we actually have uh, Liana and Ian with us. And Ian, you've been working on an upcoming documentary called It's Time for Alternatives. Uh, which is about the prison system, uh, and Liana, who was formerly incarcerated, who stars in the documentary, is kind of based on Liana, basically, right? right? Tell us a bit more about that before we jump into why. Yeah, it's it's a topic that's been going around for a long time, right? I think anybody that works with the criminal justice system, lawyers, mm. journalists like myself, mm. uh, we always come across cases like Liana's mm. where it's just, uh, the, the law just has not been fair to them, mm. I feel, mm. at least, and a lot of us feel as well. And that's why there's been so so many calls for reform all this while. And I think this is a great chance to talk about it. There's some great NGOs out there doing great work now. Mm. And uh, we decided to use her story to yeah. kind of like push this narrative forward because it's it's an insane story. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And the, the strength that she shows all the time, I think she's just perfect person for us to kind of move the needle on this issue a bit. I love that. Mm. So before you guys uh, think about whether you're continuing this podcast, this is one of those um, that goes beyond just educating yourself on Twitter, you know, yeah. clicking the like and retweets. That's right. Uh, if you want to make a change to this country, this for real is the, the first thing is education, guys. Right? We got to know. I, I think it's less about knowing what's going right is what's going wrong than yeah. figuring it out from there. That's right. But yes, today is uh, this is quite a biggie. So hey, uh, bookmark this. Hey, follow us up on Spotify and Apple if you want. Get Please a cup do. of a uh, hot, hot cocoa. You no, know, whatever you want. Like actually, um, we go. We're gonna hit it. Yeah, right, right Let's away. Let's do it. Let's go. I just okay, want to thank bang, bang. both of you guys for being here today. I know it's mm. not something like, it's not something you just wake up and be like, let's talk about this. <laughs> like, Diana, and especially no, for, like, for, for you as well. Thank you so much for being here. Exactly. Share your story as well. Mm. But for, I guess, context to, to set the stage for the entire conversation, could you briefly tell us and walk us through what happened and why we're all here today? Um, well, this is to share my story and my journey yeah. of being incarcerated. 
and how menial or small um, non-violent crimes or criminals are put away mm-hmm. for too long, yeah. for too little. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not fair. It needs to change. Yeah. So you were, right. you were like, you had to wait for 22 months. You spent yeah, 22 correct. months in prison. Yeah. More mm-hmm. like just to wait for your yeah, case waiting to for be, my trial. That's insane. Can, like, can you oh. can you tell us a bit more about that? So I was arrested on the seventh of the seventh, two thousand fourteen, and Ooh. then um, not very lucky number love for me, I guess. Yeah. Uh-uh, no, nope. um, and I thought it was gonna be like a quick one, like yeah. probably just a slap on the wrist, because I honestly did not know how heavy my charge was yeah. and how serious this is. Yeah. And then when I got to court on the seventh day after my arrest, yep. and the judge told me that, okay, your case will be postponed. You'll be indefinitely sitting in Kajang while waiting for Indef- your trial. Like, just okay. like that, indefinitely. Okay. Yeah, we'll um, let you know when it comes around. Basically, that was it. Okay. They didn't give me an exact date from the start. Yeah. Every time that I got called back to court, it was just a, okay, another extension. We'll see you in two months. But that's not even, uh, yeah. that's not even me going to trial. That's just, I'll see you later. So that, that's one of the big problems with the Malaysian criminal justice system. Yeah. So you yeah. have bailable offenses, there are non-bailable offenses, and there's unbailable offenses. Mm-mm. So unbailable offenses means there's just no way you're going to get bailed. You're going to sit in prison while they do everything, while they do the lab tests and all that, which obviously yeah. is very unfair. Like in her case, in the end, she was acquitted, right? After yeah. 22 months, she was what? acquitted. So she spent all that time in jail. Yeah. And that had that ripple of effect happen to her, her family and everything. All, so many things just gone wrong. Because there's that law where certain things are unbailable, and that includes possession of very small amounts of drugs. Yeah. Uh, so in her case, uh, unbailable offenses also includes things like terrorism, uh, kidnappings, <laughs> and then her. Like I don't <laughs> think they're on the same level yeah, at all. You know, but, you know yeah. terrorism though, like a small bag of it. Just yeah. Oh, I don't <laughs> know bag of terrorism. <laughs> maybe <laughs> a small bag of kidnapping. Yeah. Maybe. So but, man, that's okay. a man. Malaysia. So every time yeah. you went to to court, mm-hmm. they were like. See you in a bit. There was like they, they had. It was pointless for me to go, but not really pointless because I got to see my yeah. family. But the whole back and forth to prison, like no, why? So every time you got in, how long? Like how long would would they would they? It's never so it's like, a fixed um period yeah, yeah, in yeah. between. So it'll be like one month, two months. I think my longest was six months. And then you go in for Wait. five minutes, and they're like, "Okay, we we'll yeah. see you again." Yeah. That is like procrastination on a stupid level already at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm amazing. guessing timing to a different yeah, kind of. Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of them were administrative delays, right? Like just case readings and things yeah. like that. Okay. Dude, oh my that is... Gosh. Okay, we're, we're going to jump into that a little bit more uh, in a bit. But just to... I, I, w- <laughs> I can't even say this question is to lighten up the mood. <laughs> okay. But I'm just going to ask, I think maybe realistically putting yourself uh, back then, I, I, I don't want to make you think about it, but you know, for the purpose of the conversation, when you found out that you were going to spend some time, at, at that time, it wasn't, you. They, they had, there was no number on it, right? Yeah. Like you said indefinitely. You said, hey, you sit here, wait. Yeah. So like when, when you okay. heard that or even leading up to that, was, did you have any preconceived ideas or perceptions of what it might be like? Because I mean, the media paints prison very differently, I would assume, yeah. to what it's actually like as well. So you have your like, you know, Orange is New Black, Prison Break, Dramatized. Yeah, there's hot, there's there's a there's a set, you know, there's an art director for that, you know, yeah. uh, icon, you know, yeah. most of the time. Uh yeah, I don't think, you know. <laughs> so like what w- did you have some sort of like how did you ready yourself like yeah. when, when you were about to go in? Like, was there any sort of like ideas you had like maybe it's gonna be I'll hang in here. I don't need to change the codes <laughs> yet, you know, but I'll just sit here and wait around. I think I was very much impressed by the Western movies of what we see on, like, on TV, how pretty yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be a bed. Um, 
I have rights. I get one phone call. Right, 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 all right. All this the whole, the doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, so you don't have a bed. Uh-huh. Um, no, you don't. You're lucky if you get a mattress. Mattresses are handed down from former inmates to the next one that they like. So it's not something that you oh. come in and you get all this set straight away. No. Oh, it's like a privilege. Yeah, it's a privilege. Oh my goodness. So okay. you only get a cup and a blanket. But sometimes if you're late, if you come into prison late, like maybe like after seven o'clock and everyone else came first, then you may not have a blanket either. No slippers. <laughs> oh? Yeah, so it's just like barefoot. It's really bad. Like, this, is, this is the kajang. Yeah, the kajang one. Like, I I mean, I would assume it to right. what we see like Mexican prisons. Yeah. It was like that bad. Oh no, we're yeah. Mexican I'm, level. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're, oh no, we're Mexican level. Oh. oh. I'm so... Sorry, I'm just... Okay, yeah. we're going to get some blanket sponsors up in here. Uh, okay, no. So, saying, okay. so like... Wow. What, what? Okay, so you went in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did... No mattress. No mattress. Were you early or late? I was late because I oh. was caught during Ramadan time. Right, right. So they did their prayers and whatever, Bukha Pasa first, yeah. and then they attended so, to us. So like yeah. by the time I came into the cell was about midnight. Oh, so you got a souvenir mug? That's it? <laughs> yeah. No, blanket. no, I didn't get a mug. I got ah. a blanket. Yeah. Oh, you got a blanket? Uh, yeah. Okay. I was late. So I guess everyone rushed for the mugs and I didn't know what was going on. So I was yeah. just like... Everyone hey, rushed for the... Okay, okay. Yeah. My pic- the picture in my head is just swirling around at this point. That's crazy. You I should, I should tell them the story about how you got... You finally got oh, a Oh, yeah. So I actually didn't drink for the first three days ah. until someone realized I did have a cup and they're like, you don't have a cup and then they gave me. Hold on, you didn't <laughs> drink anything for three days? Yeah, no, I didn't drink any liquid for the first Where three days. Where are the wardens or the guards and how does that work? How it works is you don't go to the canteen or anywhere else. You literally just sit in your room, meals there, whatever is done there. You don't ever leave your cell unless you're going to court. Or someone comes and visit you. There's no Wait, yard uh, time, no such what? thing. Yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna oh, pump like, some iron, isn't right? There, like, I mean, <laughs> isn't there like a canteen or like? Nothing? There is a canteen. They used to be able to go down there to eat, but uh-huh. apparently after one fight with the inmates, between the inmates and the guards, they're like, okay, you know what? Okay, no one is going down. In. Wait, so they, they serve in. you the food? Uh, we pick the food up from downstairs. They like, go back to yourselves. And then we carried it. There's only like six people. So not everyone goes out. Only people who get to come out of their cell to work will take the food and then distribute the trays to all the so rooms. you had food but no water for three days? Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I like how you're just so like, yeah. Ah, ha, ha, yeah. yeah. So, that's crazy. Okay, so I guess okay, okay, okay. number one, everyone who, like, okay, for us, like, I would think that right. prison would be akin to what you see, like, like, like on, on the, Shows, right? Mm. The bare so, minimum lah, at least, yeah. right? So like maybe, okay, yeah, maybe no, like, maybe, I don't even know about the blanket. I thought there would be like a mattress and a blanket at least. Yeah. No. Or, I mean, but but I, you, the fact that you have to fight for a cup or like not even have yeah. a cup when you go in, that's yeah. crazy. So right? I'm, I'm a bit like in, like, this is clearing up a lot of like uh, fog in my head. Because, you know, as, as a kid, uh, my teacher was scared, you know, don't do things until you go lock up lah. So in my head, right, there's like a middle house in between the Balai police to the prison, and there's like a lockup in the middle, right? And and I was always thinking, oh, they designed the lockup to scare the shit out of you. But it doesn't work that way. It's like straight yeah. in. Lockup is better than prison, right? Yeah, lockup's yeah. nicer than prison. The lockup is in the Balai police one, right? Yeah, correct. Then prison is just... Yeah. So you didn't even get the lockup. You just went happy New Year. Uh, no, I got to the lockup, but I went to this place called Lockup Berpusat in Jinjiang. Okay. That is like a mini prison. 
Oh. It's not a PlayStation. It's just where they house you before you go to the real prison. The real pr- Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Yeah. The, the it's half. like a bad joke. Oh, it's a lot of unlearning to do. I think there's something to be pointed out even right here that that the fact that there is almost like like no essentials given to to people who are incarcerated for... I mean, this this, this, this is the crazy part. It's not even... She wasn't even charged of anything at this point. Right? Yeah. So I I guess it really comes down to what we're here to talk about, which is prison overcrowding, right? And why Mm -hmm. decarceration of... Uh, minor offenses, yeah. non-final offenses, that needs to happen. Why because and how? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the problem with the prisons department. To be fair to them, they've been asking for a higher budget all the time. They've been asking for decarceration for a long time. At least the, the officers that we speak to as journalists that we've worked with, right. they'll always tell us, guys, you need to talk about this. You need to address this. We can't manage all this. Right. So that creates a cycle of kind of poor behavior that feeds right. into poor... Uh, was it for protection from the wardens and things like that? It feeds into this culture where everything just gets more and more dark and negative. Right, right. Uh, so that's why we need to, to have decarceration. That's why we need alternative sentencing to make sure the prisons aren't run the way they are right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's honestly, okay. it, it, it. It's hard to think about even the fact that like you were there for, like you going in not having any sort of indication of how long you might be there, because yeah. like there wasn't even the there wasn't even like. Your case wasn't even settled at that point, right? Yeah. Um, what was what 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 did that do to you mentally? Like oh, at what it was point? really tough. Yeah, like yeah. the first week into the, um, maybe the first honestly, few days. even the first week while I was at lockup, I still thought I was going home. Yeah. Okay. I still not refused, but wasn't like into like making friends or speaking yeah, yeah. to anyone inside because like, I'm, I'm like, just, nope. I'm just here for a bit. I'm gonna yep, I'm, right. I'm gonna go home. Like, no, nope, yeah. I'm not gonna be your friend. Okay, <laughs> okay. And that was my mistake as well. Right. And then when I got to court, and then the judge said that, and then it only hit me. So that was the first time that I actually cried, and mm. then that just continued for the whole week after that while I was in prison oh. trying to get over it. And then I think it was just throughout my whole stay. Right. It was always a different um, experience every other day. Yeah. Just getting by one day at a time, I guess. Oh gosh. Okay. Like, I think the biggest thing, I mean, in, in many things that I've read, like, uncertainty is a killer, right? Like, yeah. like it is, like, wow. It. I mean, if you knew something, if you knew there was an aim <coughs> or, like, there was, like, a light at the end of the tunnel, things are a bit more manageable if you set. Like, the first week into the second week, into, when was the next court schedule for you, like, my first one was a month away from the time I oh, went in. So a month in. So you yeah. set the month. And what happened at that month? I spent my first raya inside. Oh. Yay. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. Okay. It, it, was, it was sad. And then yeah. when you went for the first month hearing, what did they say about the next date or like the progress? After that, it was two months postponement. Again? So yeah. you walk in, hey, postpone. Yeah. I walk in, they just read your name. I stand out, okay, it's postponed for, they gave me a date like two months after. Yeah, That's it. And And that's it. You walk out and you go back to prison. Exactly like like, like what Ian was saying as well. Like, I mean, you have have things like these happen, right? And you would think that because they have, oh yeah, we got to postpone your your case, uh, your your case hearing and trial. Like, okay, you're going to go back to the the lockup, like jail. And then, Realistically, it would be ideal again here that everyone had you know enough food and slippers and water, like mm-hmm. essential right. basic human yeah. necessities. Was that the case for uh, you? Like, what was it like? Was there was there after the cup? 
I mean, at least yeah, I mean, because like you gave us a that, that was a great like this first. I'm, step, I'm right? tracking your inventory at some point. <laughs> so, so, so there was know, like the just... cup. You had a blanket, no slippers, no mattress for you. Um, what? How was there a point where there wasn't enough food? Was there overcrowded? How toilet situation? Like, it was. What was it like? One, it was overcrowded because, as I said, that I came in during the month of Ramadan, so mm. they segregated people into um, Muslims and non-Muslims, so yeah, that yeah. I guess meal times would be easier. Yeah. Um. So. When I arrived late, they opened the door and then the inmates inside kicked the door shut and said, it's full, we don't want them. And I was just like, no. What? <laughs> so I was already like really scared. Like I right, don't want right. to step on anyone's toes or, or make enemies. So that was the first um, scary one. And then what the other thing that got to me was that the bathroom was in the middle of the room. So the room is oh. long, bathroom in the middle, just one. So that's mm-hmm. where you do both your businesses, showers and whatever. Oh, wow. And it's just in plain view of everyone. And I was just not comfortable with right. with doing everything in front of everyone, you know? Right. So, yeah. That's, that's wrong. Oh. oh my goodness. And I oh. guess maybe this is where I... 22 months in there, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we'll, we'll talk about how that shaped up to be like towards the end of it. But Ian, how did you get involved with this? How did you hear about Diana's story and what made you want to, you know, start exploring a bit more yeah like i was saying earlier there are a few civil society organizations and i think in malaysia we we got to hand it to our cso's uh they do a great job our ngos and all that Mm. even now when you're looking at the floods going around right yeah who's the ones who are the ones that are going down to the ground doing the work right it's your cso's and ngos exactly yeah (laughs) yeah so they're doing a great job and uh, so this is one of the issues that they've been fighting for for a while i think in particular people like swaram Mm. um these are people who fight for the rights of all malaysians you know Twenty-four, uh, you know, three sixty-five. You know, right? They're doing it all the time, and we don't see their work very often. So, mm. one of this is one of the big issues they're championing, and, and very rightly so, because you don't want people like Liana being lost in the system. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, not only because it affects her personally, individually, but he has broader implications for society as well. Yeah. So when we heard that they were doing all this, that's when we thought, you know, we could get involved and uh, uh, do right. our jobs as journalists, um, tell a good story get people informed and aware and hopefully push them to take some action as well. Right. So there are things that you can do to stop these things. And yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes you always feel like, uh, I think it's a very Malaysian thing. You're always like, ah, government not doing but, their job. Yeah. Ah, yeah, we're prison wardens, why they're like that. But we have to take some ownership of it as well as a, yeah. as a society. society yeah. yeah, like we can joke about it. And I think it's, it's great that Liana is a huge... Wonderful yeah, yeah, so, yeah, for everyone's listening, so think, right, we actually went through a briefing for this, right? <laughs> yeah. And then we just, before we started, Diana was like, hey, it's okay, I like dark humor. I'm like, yep, that's <laughs> yeah. the green light. Okay. That's right. Mm. So, so yeah, I I think uh, Malaysians, we, we can joke about it. We, mm. we can uh, have fun about it, but uh, we do have to do something about it we as do. well. Yeah. We have to talk to okay. our members of parliament. We've got to push for change. Uh, and thankfully, the current government is doing something about it. There was yeah. some allocation for prisons department uh, under the Chief Malaysia Plan, stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but I think the broader, like, cultural systemic change has happened as well. The way we view prison inmates, the way we view uh, nonviolent drug offenders. Yeah. Mm. It's very important because we've been, I, I'm sure you guys, when you're in school as well, right? When they talk about Dada, you know, mm. they paint the, you know, it's the drug like, user is a yeah. terrible, terrible right. human yeah. being, yeah. right? Even yeah. I had Scat that tactic. before yeah. I went in, before yeah. I made friends with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, how oh did your like view change? Yeah, it definitely changed. I used to think that this is really bad of me, but yeah, uh, at least I learned something, right? I mm. used to feel that people were maybe poor because they wanted to be or that they're lazy. I know yeah. that was really okay, bad. Okay. But that one also I learned inside that mm, it's, yeah. it's that's not the case. Right. And just like um, 
offenders or criminals, they're not really bad at their core. Maybe mm. they could have made a mistake or yeah, yeah. it also be situational, you know? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's just the education growing up in the primary school system that... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we I mean, uh, wow, when I was in school, I think our country is like no less than half, half a century old, right? And a lot of these things are very rudimentary uh, scare tactics, right? And not really thought up the best way, right? Yeah. Like, how do you get kids not do this? Scare the yeah. shit out of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then, yeah, that's, and then I remember yeah. all those, you know, the posters of like, like, like criminals and stuff and like, uh, it's like there's a gin coming out of stuff because there's like smoke <laughs> and like fire. <laughs> and like, I'm like, I wanted to ask like things like, how does how does any like of the substance use cause the fire? Like, where is the fire from? Yeah. It's the is fire it hell? hell? That kind of thing, right? <laughs> Up in yeah, yeah, so like, like yeah. I think I think all this has really led us to where we are today because we have the generation who's now growing up. But we are also a generation where I feel like we are open enough to like learn and relearn stuff, which is yeah. just very important, yeah. especially like like this. Like, come on. I mean, I do agree with, with things like, you know, sometimes people miss the picture that people who end up in prison, it's not most of the time per se by choice. It's circumstance of yeah, yeah social and economic place. I just want to highlight culture. like, like th there is, I mean, of course, you know, you have your offenses and, and, and crime and all that, but... I want to just kind of like remind everyone that Liana was in there for 22 months without a sentence. Like we're talking yeah. about the waiting period, you know. It's like, if imagine like all you guys who are listening to this, right? Like don't, you don't have to even put yourself in like, oh yeah, but I wouldn't do crime. No, we're not talking about crime. We're talking about you waiting for your business to be dealt with for yeah. 22 months. I was just going to use an example, right? Yeah. Like we can't even stand it when our Shopee delivery don't reach us for one week. Yeah. Or, no, there's or, uncertainty. Where's my parcel? Or when you are at a right? passport or IC renewal and right. you're waiting for your number. Imagine waiting for that for 22 months. No, imagine the, the number board don't have. Uh. And, then <laughs> and then you just, say, just, come back just wait. Yeah. And then like you can't go for lunch. You can't repark your car. Yeah, correct. Uh, just wait. So, so imagine that small example. But now we're talking about <laughs> human lives. Yeah. Right? yeah, who are perpetually put into a negative space yeah. that people already think, oh, you know, prison is bad. Everyone who goes to prison is bad. Yeah, right? because I know, uh, contrary to what you believe, like you know, uh, as much as we're waiting for our parcel or waiting for yeah. our IC, we can't use our phones. Uh, you can't go yeah. home. You can't. Right. Uh, you're basically just there, and, and you're stripped away from basic human necessities. Yeah. and I think that's the thing that we want to highlight today. That for everyone's listening. Like you guys know that there is that there's privilege and there's entitlement, right? And then there's just straight up the fact that something needs to change. Right. And yeah. this is a very, very obvious situation. So yeah. um, you know, I was gonna ask so like, you know, statistics wise, like maybe you guys can share because you've already done uh, you know, your your the, the documentary and, and so I'm sure like there's a whole bunch of research that's gone to it, right? Um, what are the current statistics of the prison system in Malaysia when it comes to just petty crime and then people who also like, you know, just waiting there for something to yeah. happen, right? What what what's that like? Yeah, I, I think the main statistic you just need to remember from this is that uh, up to two thirds of uh inmates are for are in there for nonviolent drug offenses. So mm. these are these are pretty like, Someone, perhaps somebody like Niana, and yeah. I think your experience was as well, right? Like maybe about half of them yeah. were, were just people who had maybe used used a joint yeah. or yeah. got caught with a small amount of drugs yeah. and were. Correct. Yeah, most of them were just that we didn't have really violent criminals. I think honestly, out of the whole prison, just like one two mm. people that committed a violent wow. crime. So, mm. in our experience, we've done a documentary previously on um, the Malaysian drug trade as well, mm -hmm. and what we find is. 
again, a lot of them, it comes back to that issue of a lot of them coming from poor backgrounds. Yeah. A lot of them get involved in it. Like what Liana said, it's, it could be anybody, mm, right? Be anybody, Some of yeah. them, they, they decided to uh, sell a small amount because their parents had medical bills yeah. and they got desperate. Some of them are, don't mm. have a strong educational background. Somebody came along and promised them mm. a part-time job and they were like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll deliver this mm. suitcase for you. And then they get yeah. caught yep, and yep. then they end up in that same position. Yep, right. So that makes up 60% of inmates in Malaysia. 60%. That's why you have overcrowding. That's yeah. why right. <laughs> you have all these issues. You don't have enough cups. You don't have enough blankets, things like that. Yeah. That's when the dignity of the inmates suffer because right. our system encourages uh, putting incarcerating people like this. Yeah. Yeah. This is taking like, um, what's that word? This is really, really taking, uh, are you, what's the word for putting out something later? Procrastination. <laughs> yeah. To a whole different level, right? Yeah. But yeah. you're right. It does create, I think, I think what, what I, 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 I would say is that we're not merely fighting for the fact that, oh, it's, it's a prison problem or, or it's like, oh, it's about quote unquote uh, criminals or inmates and stuff like that, right? I think it's just basic human rights. Yeah. Right, like you, I agree. it's your it's your life, you know, and 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 mind everyone, like uh, the justice system doesn't get it right all the time, and and what you could end up with is someone paying the days of their life something that should not be paid that way, yeah. and then what do they do? Oh, sorry, yes, you can go out now. Yeah. Like, Twenty two oh, months later, like, can you imagine the customer? Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine if there was customer service for this? What kind of hell would be raised? Seriously, like, yeah. how do you get that back? It's not like you can go and refund some receipt somewhere, yeah. right? But yeah, um, I I think um, it, it it this this is actually quite an interesting because for uh Liana's case um, there is also talks about uh legalizing things like uh I think there was a lot of talk about mer like uh. What was the what's the proper word for the marijuana? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking for the word like um happy happy grass. I I don't know. I, I was looking for a, <laughs> That's probably a safe word. Yeah. You're just like looking, yeah. right? You wanna um, rephrase that whole part, yeah? All right. Uh what's the point you're trying to make here? I'll try okay, because recreational drugs. Yeah, recreational drugs or like uh, medicinal drugs, right? Because there's a whole movement um of of legalizing it, especially yeah. for people who need it. Um and and most of these times, these are where this is going to be a bigger gray area. Like you know, you can get you can get messed up for it. Do you think that people who quote unquote use drugs deserve to go to jail, right? Because for me, um, an adult's a drug, <laughs> but I I think it's that yeah. usage, right? That usage right here is I mean in 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 line with like like redefining the whole prison structure, um, is that do you think that is a crime or uh, an action deserving of what, like, for example, that you went through, you know, because there is like, you know, said there's like felonies and like uh, people who, well, crash like things. Proper violent Proper violent crimes, right? Like, do you guys, what, what is your opinion on like, well, maybe just- From the people that you've met. Yeah. And yeah. I'll be happy to speak on Liana's behalf and say that yeah. I don't think it's deserving at all. Oh, I don't think- yeah, I don't. Mm. I I don't think so. I think there's so many cases where, again, that's why we have prison overcrowding, right? That's yeah. where and right. you speak to organizations like Swaram, they'll they'll tell you case after case after case, just terrible, terrible, terrible tragedies of families broken apart or you mm. know lives lost to uh, silly things like this. And um, mm. that's why again, if we just find a different way to deal with uh, these types of crimes, these types of offenses, I think it'll solve so many problems. Right. And it comes down to the core of what we believe as a nation, right? As a, as a society. Are we the type of society that wants punitive justice? Yeah. Every time somebody does something wrong, we must punish them. Yeah. We want blood. 
Right? Mm. We we're baying for blood every time, and we see this on social media all yeah. the time. Yeah. Ooh, Documentaries yeah. we've done on you know the drug trade. Everybody mm. will say mm. Mm. right? You if you're stupid enough to do the time uh, crime, do the time. Yeah. Know? That that's really that's just stupid. Uh, so do we want to be a society that prioritizes uh, punitive justice or restorative justice? Yeah, I love the so restorative right. justice is a is a concept being applied in some Scandinavian nations right. uh, where oh, it's more yeah yeah that Truly. great utopia right. Uh. What they have world. their hidden, they have their problems too. But you yeah, know, yeah. generally speaking, I think they're onto something. Where mm-hmm. instead of punishing people when they do something wrong, right. you try to help them see the yeah. error of their ways and make right, them right. become useful. Like not use, like they become uh, integrate them back into society yeah, in a meaningful right. way. Yeah. Because you can't punish and you know get rid and and lock people up in a corner forever. At yeah. some point, you gotta rehabilitate. You gotta uh, restore them to uh, you know to becoming who they were before they yeah. fell on hard times. Well, what you just said, right? I think. Uh, when you're talking about using drugs and people who get caught in the act, I would define crime as wronging somebody else, for example, right? Like those you need to separate from society as a penalty. Potentially for me is those who threaten the life of another person, right? Because in, in, when, you, when you think about it, people who have um, drug usage or, or are struggling with this, this is a struggle for an individual. And if you're right, you, know, you punish or no. there's no proper like response to it, you're just going to put someone in a place right, yeah. to spiral down right. and potentially not do anything like, about it. It's like gambling. Yeah. Put oh, nah, the gambler in jail. Yeah. Everyone in Gunting Casino, Masoa. It's a personal struggle, right? Yeah. Compared to like a child rapist and molester. Yeah, they lock that shit up, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there needs to be a little bit more thought these things it's but like you see we say so easy muscle, right we say so easy yeah. it's the same thing like why isn't it being done people are still yeah. waiting 22 months yeah, yeah. No, what, like yeah. it's such a matter of fact Ian, help us out here man yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do want to point this out like and a lot of times where these issues happen right. people tend to get outraged right and in the work that we do every time we release a report mm. uh, we know we, we kind of already anticipate that people will be like, oh this is terrible hey, yeah. what's government doing right. what's right. police doing yeah but sometimes it's not that straightforward as well, right? Because yeah. these laws were made at a time where drugs were, people didn't understand fully yes. what the implications right, of yes. the right. war on yeah. drugs would be. That to them, it's a dangerous thing, it's terrible, and we, we've got to stamp it out. Yeah. And the best way we know how is to lock them up. If, yeah. So we as a nation need to realize, as a society, as people, that we have to move on. We need to yeah. understand what the data is telling us, what the research is telling us, and don't be so stubborn. Because the Malaysian thing is always... I, my parents used to cave me also what, and yeah, I turned right. out fine. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you didn't turn out fine. No, you did not. Stop, Auntie, uncle. Y'all did not. That is punitive justice Sorry. and yeah. you are not doing okay. No. But, yeah, but I think Liana can also maybe speak to like, she mentioned something in our documentary as well about um, what, what are kind of, kind of the alternatives? Yeah, uh, let, no, we were just, just talking yeah, Let's go for yeah. it. What, what is alternatives then? I mean, definitely locking someone up is not an answer to society's drug right. problem. Yeah. Definitely, you'll have to give them some sort of outlet, some sort of coaching right. um, for them to just become better, for them to realize their mistake and how they can be better yeah. and mm. to allow them a chance to assimilate back into society as yes. better people yeah. instead of locking them away yeah. and st- Stupidly hoping that they'll change. No, it, oh, they'll just be worse. You're, 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 what you say is, like, I think, is why the choice is being made. Um, I mean, it's and it, it is it's this whole cycle, right? Locking people up, right. short term solve. It does not solve the long term problem at right. all because it doesn't help the problem. Helps it for the short run, like everyone is like, oh, okay, 
uh, you're doing the right thing. Uh, they come out and they go back in again, probably yeah. because the problem is not solved. Right. And, then, and then you just get a cycle over and over again, not enough right. funds, not enough resources, more and more people going in yeah. and, and yeah. people are like, hmm, I wonder why, should just really just lock everything up, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you think it's not affecting you, that's your taxpayer money. Yep, that's the money. <laughs> you're paying for a prison complex where people just keep going back the problem over is and over. Solved. You're not yeah. solving the problem for them. The problem you is might as well solved. invest that in other programs, you know, therapy, community service, yeah. things like yeah. that. Alternative sentencing. Alternative sentencing. Yeah. Or, yeah, or even things like that. We need to relook the law also for, for minor drug offenses like yeah. what Liana went through so that they don't have to be unbailable. Right. That, right, that's crazy, that's, right? Yeah. Because technically, right, I mean, if a family is a family, like this is just, just coming from counseling and therapy, right? if the family is able and willing to help, one simple thing a judge could do is relinquish the, the, the care for yourself to your family. So you are like under a parole office, like your yeah. family is your parole officer, right? And, and, and just to clear up the air, let's just do a clear, clear question right here. Why can't it be as straightforward as, hey, you stop drugs? You know, or, hey, you, stop, do, you know? I'm locked, you, you stop. Yes. Like, yes. I mean, but that's because that is in very stupid terms yeah. what is happening right Plus now. Plus the simple-minded <laughs> right? offense is, uh, yeah. hey, just stop using drugs. Hey, if not, lock up. I take it from you, you stop. Th that's yes, you know? the yeah. current equation, right? So why, why isn't it not as straightforward yeah. as that? Yeah. Because obviously, um, drug users can be separated into two, those yeah. which actually have addiction to it mm. and those that use it recreationally. Yeah. I mean, I guess saying someone don't use it anymore. If you're a recreational user, yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. But then if someone actually has a problem, if mm, they're yeah. addicted to it, that mm. means that they have an illness. Yes. That mm. means we have to treat it yeah, like right. that person's a patient and Correct. get them the proper help. Yes. Right. Not locking away. I love that. Yeah. With no mugs. Yeah, because no I'm not mugs. at all. I'll translate that to the whole gambling thing, right? You gamble during Chinese New Year because it's recreational with your family and friends. <laughs> And then you have people who get money oh. from loan sharks who are in a constant cycle to of I need to, you know, right. win win mm. big, right? There's mm. a difference. There's, a, there's an addiction and then there's recreation. Same thing with cigarettes, right? Cigarettes is, um, it, in, 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 for, I mean, for all purpose and intent, it is a drug as well, nicotine, right? There's, right. A, there's an addiction that can be formed to it. Some people right? go for the exhaust pipe. Some people, yeah. Some people are know. some people are social know. smokers, right? You, mm. sm I, I don't buy cigarettes, but if my friend's smoking, I'll smoke. Mm. Some people smoke two packs at once, just like eight cigarettes in one yeah. hand. Um, I don't like know who you're hanging out with. Shit. Uh, nostrils. Yeah, it's, it's every hole. We see that every day. You on are the stuffing it with cigarettes, and that that must help. But yeah. you see, the problem is like yeah. just because nicotine is a allowed is is is, is an allowed drug or substance. Then it's like, everybody's like, yeah, it's cool. That's the same thing when you look yeah. at like drug right. and substance usage, right? Right. I, um, I, do, I do think the government and people in charge need to take a relook, relook into this whole thing about, hey, if you guys are listening to this and like, hey, it sounds like common sense, tapi like, not know why, you know, not do why. You mentioned something just now, right, Ian? What can we do? And, and everyone kind of feels helpless, right? I think the helpless part it's is insane, like, yeah. I, can, I can retweet, but... But then, how? <laughs> yeah. Do I go to rally? Uh, do I stand outside the police? <laughs> what? Yeah, actually, okay. So if everyone, and you're, you're listening, um, even for me, right? Because for us, a, a lot of our work is spreading awareness. And yes, everyone can spread awareness. But what can you actually do? Like, what are some good steps? Yeah, I think follow the work that these civil society organizations, yes. that 
follow mm. the work these civil society organizations are doing. Right. Uh, they do have a lot of call to actions on these things, a lot oh. of petitions you can sign. Right. Um, another thing is always just remember that there's a lot of power in your vote as well. Mm-mm. When GE and things like that come along, uh, understand back. yeah, understand who's going to fight for these issues. Yeah. Understand uh. who who is treating these issues seriously and has a, a more progressive view on these things exactly. and wants to wants to reform the system versus guys. people who just want to be entrenched in power. And, yeah, where and, where know, would they when it's raining, guys? Where <laughs> yeah. would they when it's raining? Building skyscrapers. Yeah. So maybe yes, a quick right. cut to ask uh, what what's the call to action that we should sign up for the petition at pilipolong.my? There we okay. go. Got you both. <laughs> All right, right there. We'll, we'll, we'll do that later. Do that later. Yeah. Okay. Um, Liana, I want to ask you because I think this mm. one stems back to um, really the whole support system. You coming out after 22 months. Um, of course, you know, there, there's going to be stigma about someone who's coming out, about someone who's been in there. Mm. What was, what was your, like how, what was it like coming back into the world mm. after 22 months? It was scary and it was quite a lot to deal with. To be honest, um, it was almost, I could say, almost harder than actually serving, um, sitting inside. Oh, it was because this is real life. Yeah. This is what my life is now. So coming out, um, even simple things like talking to people again, I had trouble with that. Um, it's hard for me to meet new friends. That's right. why like, you know, you saw me just sitting down minding my own business. Oh, that's I'm like just... very normal in our team actually. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> As opposed to, I used to be much louder and much mm. more outgoing, I feel, before. Yeah. Right, so it's right. definitely a challenge coming out and, yeah. and getting over these fears and yeah. not questioning myself. Like, right. am, am, am I good enough? Yeah. Will people want to so, be friends with me? It's so yeah. mad, right? Because like, before this, it was a fear of getting in. <laughs> yeah. It was that door that was kicked in your face. And yeah. then after that, it's like, do I want to go back out? I And and I think, remember we were talking about this a bit as well. I think this is the thing that scares a lot of people who finish their time, right? Like, how do we go back now? Yeah. So much time is used to, to put you in one spot, but nothing is used at all to help you figure out how to get back into right. real life, right? Um. So I guess this is the reformation that we need. That's why, you know, alternative sentencing is, I think, a better thing as well. Um, Definitely, because I think, like, one thing we, we, we were discussing prior to the podcast as well is that not everyone has, like, a great support circle no. or a family right. who's there, right? right? And yeah. there are people, like you guys mentioned as well, people who end up going back in over and over no, and over yep. again. And there's no amount of time that helps a person so like, did you have a story about that one as well? I think I was only able to recover and more or less assimilate back myself into society only because I had a strong support system. Well, yeah. mm. I had my close friends and I had my family and that helped. Um, I can't say the same for everyone because yeah, I right. have kept in contact with some of them yeah. and some of them are still going through a hard time now. Yeah. I mean, right. it's not easy to rebuild your life again, it's especially not, like yeah. when you start comparing your friends are here and you're still... Restarting. Correct. Right. And then I think yeah. Ian mentioned earlier on in, in, in the podcast that it, there is a ripple effect. The minute you go in, right, there is mm. a label that's placed yeah. on you. Whether or not you've done anything, the fact that you've gone in, whether it's for a week or a month or 22 months, mm. right, that you're like, oh, this guy went in, right? And sometimes people really have a hard time. Like, once that's put on you, you can't, it, that, that's you for life, right? Yeah, and it's not only towards you. When I, when I say ripple effect, I mean, uh, what it does to your family and your yeah. community as well. Yeah. Uh, there's this story, very, very tragic story 
so we were investigating um, drug crimes between Malaysia and Hong Kong. So there was a period where there was this huge spike of drugs being transported from Malaysia to Hong Kong. Uh, mm. And they were recruiting teenagers because they, they suddenly realized that, oh, there's this huge population here in Malaysia mm. uh, lacking education uh, from poor backgrounds uh, and we can exploit them by sending mm -hmm. them to Hong Kong. Malaysians, uh, we are fairly well off, <laughs> apparently. Our passports are quite powerful. We know that, right? Mm -hmm. So you can travel to a lot of countries. So they, they realized this is a good place. So one of the victims of a scam like this was a young girl, 15 years old, when she was recruited. Oh no. The first oh. trip overseas, first time on an airplane, got caught. They, they asked her to wear a pair of shoes. They said, we're going to take you on a free holiday. Parents didn't know better, tried to ask her not to go, but they're like, we're poor. We might never be able to afford to let her go on a holiday overseas. Oh. So finally, she, finally they relented. So they say until today is the worst decision of their life, right? Oh. So now she's stuck in a prison in Hong Kong, uh, for yeah, for and oh, my point is, oh my, God. what it does to the parents, right? So they were poor to begin with, never thought they'd be able to afford to buy an air ticket for their daughter. Mm. Um, they were hawker sellers, um, and that's it. Their life is gone. They spent all their savings, uh, trying to get her back, trying to get her back. Mm. The first time they've been on an aeroplane was to fly to Hong Kong to visit their daughter in prison. Oh, goodness. That was their first trip overseas. And Hong Kong is expensive, right? Oh, yeah. So they spent all their savings um, trying to get her back. Mm. And in the end, um, thankfully, the criminal justice system in Hong Kong is a bit better. Yeah. So there are some allowances for this and that. It's much more measured. They realize that she is a first-time offender. She's young, everything. Mm. So she's going to spend seven to eight years there. Uh, oh. But even then for her, that's... Goodness. She's only going to be back here in, when she's 22, 23. Um, so what does it do to her family? Yeah. What does it do to the yeah. parents' business? How are the parents going to, to move on? Yeah. Right. Uh, it's very, very difficult. And she was one of the lucky ones because she got it reduced to seven to eight years. Yeah. Can you imagine there was, some of these syndicates were sending people to China, for oh example, where there's the death oh, penalty. Yeah. Or some of the, again, unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, people from African nations that are also tricked with these kind of scams to come to Malaysia. Where mm. there is also the death penalty. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's this. That's why a punitive criminal justice system just doesn't work for me. Yeah. So, and I yeah. don't think a lot of any experts will tell you Correct. any different. Yeah. Realistically, I mean, you can see that in like you know your big, big tyrant countries like <laughs> Korea and China. <laughs> gotta cut that out, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you're not. Gonna... It doesn't solve anything, right? Like, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, because this system doesn't solve anything. Like the death penalty does not solve anything. You're you're not you're not damaging anything other than a uh, a male like a a male boy or male girl, right? I mean, they call them the mules, right? Like the ones yeah. who fly stuff. It it doesn't damage or it doesn't deal with the root of the problem at all. Yeah, correct. The people who are causing the problem obviously know this penalty and they know how to get around it. Exactly. And I think the work that has I mean, everyone knows the work that the real work that has to be done is how do you save these people yeah. who have been put into this position. And how do you deal with the real problem that's going on? Right. Yeah. So hey, Malaysians, you have a lot of free time, I know, because God, no, no one's going anywhere in this flood. I mean, at this time, sorry, uh, by January, I hope it's dried up by then. Um, so yeah, I think we're, we're talking about what we as Malaysians can, can do. do to help. Like we can complain, we can joke about it all Oy. we want, right? But there are things that we can do. Yes. And I think if if if, if you guys don't believe um, how powerful us helping ourselves is. Look uh, at the white flag movement during MCO. Look at Malaysians coming out during the floods, right? There where is, are these boats coming there is, from? There we is have power boats. in the community, right? And I think maybe that's time. Uh, maybe maybe it's time to turn that focus and energy and support 
to also help Something ourselves right yeah. here in this situation. So if you're wondering what you guys can do as Malaysians, let's put some of that focus and attention and support into helping not just yeah, you yeah. know yourselves, but really the whole country and the people who need it as well. Pilehpeluang.my, check it out, pilehpeluang.my. Um, there's going to be some resource there. And basically what it is, if you sign up, if you really just get involved in this, share it around, guys. You have all the stupid petitions for like, you know, let's make Disneyland Malaysia. Let's put it to actual use now, right? Get your friends, sign up, right? And Sorry. basically what it does is that the organization, organizations behind this as well, they're going to bring it over to the MPs. And then, guys, we have a solid case. We've got people supporting it as well. Um, and, and honestly, like it's the bare minimum we can do, yeah. right? Is there... What, what other things can we do? Liana, like, what was something that you felt that you could and you and everyone else could use more of like when you came out um the support circle what what would things everyone that listening have been to a lot right better, now yeah it's all you i think definitely if we can reform the way we punish people mm-hmm. that will help a lot Mm-mm. i think mostly that sometimes the rotan doesn't work sometimes setting you in the corner doesn't work it's about i do think it's about looking at what has been done what is the problem and what's the proper response to it you know, I I mean, come on, we're Asians, right? If we don't believe in the whole uh, Western method of like, hmm, go for quiet time, look at the corner for three, <laughs> for three, like three minutes, five minutes. Why are we doing this to people for 22 months? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. What, but what about you, Ian? What's what's your, your last word, thought, advice for the guest today? For the guest for the today? Guest for today, for listeners. listeners today. Good yeah, Lord. The guest today. <laughs> My brain is 2021. Yeah, I, I think just really remember Liana's uh, story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's so important. Uh, and and try to th- to think, what does punitive justice do to yep. to to someone like her? Yeah. Mm. Uh, in a case like like hers, and and imagine this is something I I thought that she said in the documentary that was really great as well. She said this could happen to anybody. Literally, yep. anybody. it's happened yep. to some yeah. inmates that she knew. Um, sorry, it's happened to some of her, the people she met uh, in prison as well, where they were just in the same room as a drug bust, and they spent the same twenty two two oh, months there gosh. because. We of this concept of the, of us having to punish people, of us having to lock people away, instead of uh, finding more nuanced right. responses yeah. and trying to you know like right. what you said earlier, find right. different ways to to help them. Yeah. So so remember that, like remember Liana's story, remember restorative justice, alternative sentencing. Those are the things that you wanna. I hope you're searing into your memory and uh, go out and do something about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think this story needs to be heard definitely. Thank you so much for sharing with us, guys. I, it means so much. Um, to kick off the year really with something so close to home because. We're Malaysians. Yeah. And like you said, it could happen to anybody, even if it's not intentional, right? Hey. Um, guys, this episode has been... Woo! I hope you guys took notes. Okay, yeah. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe mm-hmm. in petitions. Pet- pet- petit- petitions. Petitions. Petitions yeah. is not the right <laughs> word. Go, go, please. Go use your time. Look at your screen. Click something useful, please. Uh, go visit pilipong.my uh, and check them check them out You know when the site is up. Um, I think we, if we all understand what awareness is and what it's doing to everyone the more we know it the more education is spread yeah. the, the more we can address the problem at the root and it's it's and it's not about I'm just sitting in front of my phone I can't do anything yeah. the more we speak up about it that's how things start moving yeah, correct we it should, matters to us yeah. yeah if we are going to pay so much value and time and effort to tracking down our lost puzzle we need to give more respect to people's freaking lives who are in limbo yeah. Right. Come on. If we can do that for your tapau package, we can definitely do that for our fellow Malaysians. Please, please, guys. Mayu, what's the song recommendation of this the week's year? recommendation? <laughs> is by Charlie Lim. It's called Room at the Table. Oh no! I have a listen to this one. It's so good. Kill me. Before that we 
Check it out. Charlie Lim room at the table. So good. Uh, but I really hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. I hope you learned something about it. Please tag us. And you have and if you guys have any questions for Liana or Ian, send it to us. We'll try to get them uh, the questions so that they can answer you as well. Mm-mm. And if you guys want to find out more, please check out pilepalong.my. Sign up. Um, but if you guys also want to get caught up with all the latest podcasts that we have, yeah. the Takeaway Table is coming back in full force this January. We're already oh, back and running I mean, all right four now. shows available yeah. on YouTube, Spotify, Apple okay. Podcasts, and the whole shebang. I don't know what you're doing if you're not listening in. I mean, yeah, but look out for look out for the documentary, guys. I'm looking forward yes, to it. Please. I'm- Please. You will, at the you time will, of recording I'm yeah I mean I mean, we, we still be waiting at we'll the time probably of recording. watch it by now just, <laughs> just saying but if you have more questions uh, join our discord and chat with us there send us a message on our IG if you want to get involved with this effort please let us know and we'll point you the left way the left <laughs> pretty much on my left uh, yes. that's it for this thank week. you so much Nian and Ian you guys have been amazing I feel like we need to do a part 2 about this well, there's so much to talk about I want to know more yes. about the cutleries you need to cover the mugs <laughs> this time oh life oh my gosh Mexican <laughs> I don't that's know about that check one. me today thanks so much for listening guys we'll see you guys in the next one stay safe and keep those butts clean ciao